We all need a shot of encouragement to keep us going. A new beginning with Greg Laurie is sure to help in your journey of faith. Hear it twice daily. Details at vision.org.au. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Well, if you've been following the Syrian conflict, there's been a new development and it may even affect the way people in Syria do conduct themselves when it comes to their faith. The spiritual leader of the Syrian Orthodox Church is Patriarch More Ignatius Zaka Iwas, and he died on Friday last week. To talk about his death, the General Secretary of the National Council of Churches in Australia, the Reverend Tara Kerr-Lewis, is joining us. Hello, Tara. Welcome back to 2020. Oh, it's great to be with you on 2020 this afternoon. Tara, how significant is it that we've lost a spiritual leader, the Syrian Orthodox Church Supreme Spiritual Leader? It's as significant as if the Pope of the Catholic Church were to die. Um, he's, he's an equal and a contemporary to the Western Pope, and I think it's even more significant at this time in light of what Syria is going through. He's been... A, a figurehead who has offered um, stability to the people, stability to the church, and has engaged in negotiations, you know, gentle, wise, spiritual negotiations to try and seek an end to this conflict. Now, he had been battling an illness for some time, and uh, this is the outcome. Uh, how is it going to affect things when it comes to some of those negotiations that he was involved in from the Christian side of things? His illness, I think, was slightly different. He just had a massive heart attack on Friday whilst in Germany seeking treatment for his illness. The church is well-structured and has like a, a 2IC, a, a Secretary of the Holy Synod of Bishops and is able to continue with those things. Um, the church will enter a period of 40 days of mourning. So all the bishops from around the world, from Australia, um, a large number from India, from Europe and throughout the Middle East will gather firstly in Lebanon for his general and then in Syria and go to Damascus for the burial. The government has assured that the borders are open for the delegation so that there's no nothing to inhibit this funeral because the government itself sees um, the patriarch as a significant Syrian leader. Of course, with all of the strife there in Syria, so many Christians have fled the nation or become refugees and had to flow out over the borders. Uh, mm. But there are so many uh, Christian leaders who decided to remain for the sake of the people and to have their Christian witness intact. Uh, this is going to have some sort of an upset effect, isn't it, uh, for those who were relying on this leader? I think for those who... I mean, he is a dearly loved leader. So like anyone who we dearly love, his loss is great. But the church will look for a new um, gifted leader probably someone somewhat younger than the, the former patriarch. He was a young man when he was elected, but they'll look for a new, young, energetic leader to lead the church and be part of the rebuilding of Syria. The churches in the Middle East uh, are really definite that they belong in the Middle East. And just because there's unrest and families are leaving for their own safety, the church isn't going to leave, and the church is staying put. 
So it's going to continue its witness there, and I guess it may even be re-energised in some ways because the death of a patriarch and the funeral attached to a patriarch is a significant religious event. And so that will be a massive witness um, in Beirut where there will be services and also in um, Damascus. It's also significant that he was the leader of the church there in Antioch. Now, Antioch, uh, for a lot of our listeners, uh, is that biblical place where the first missionaries were sent out in the New Testament. How significant is that uh, that he was the leader of that church there in Antioch? Um, I think for the Eastern Church, the Church of Antioch is a significant place because it is the place identified in Acts where... Barnabas and the followers of Jesus were first identified as Christians and the church holds that in um, high regard and it's a you know it's always going to be a significant place and I guess attaching the title of a church leader to Antioch um, or a group of people to being attached to Antioch just recognizes the depths of our roots of Christianity back to the first century. And of course these Middle Eastern Orthodox churches, they don't necessarily look the same way that we think churches tend to look here in Australia. Has there been much from church leaders around the nation who've recognised the death of this patriarch? Oh yes, Um, church leaders in Australia recognise the significant loss and many joined with the Syrian Orthodox Archbishop here on Sunday or in prayers in Melbourne to express their condolences. And the Uniting Church in Australia, I believe, held a special prayer during their... um, They had their National Standing Committee meeting over the weekend and they prayed for for the church and the death of the patriarch and the election of the new patriarch. Well, we've been talking about the death of Patriarch Moore, Ignatius Zaka Iwaz, uh, who was the supreme spiritual leader of the Syrian Orthodox Church. He died just last week. And uh, always appreciate your insights. The Reverend Tara Kerr-Lewis, who's the head of the National Council of Churches in Australia. Tara, thanks so much for being with us today on 2020. Yeah, it's great to be with you on 2020 today. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.